Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Summer. And this is The Kids Are In Bed. We are two new moms who just had babies in 2020. During that time, we leaned on each other, our limited community, and the internet. We want to share our experiences and knowledge with you guys and hopefully entertain you a little. What better time to discuss babies, sex, pregnancy, and just life than when the kids are in bed? I just looked and I realized that our last podcast release was eight months ago. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> just <laughs> eight, eight whole months ago. Like that's a whole lifetime ago. It, li- it really, really is. <laughs> and we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot has happened and changed in the last eight months. Um, and while the kids were sleeping, we lost a lot of sleep. A lot a of things happened. <laughs> and so what better time than to get into what has kept us so busy in these last eight months? So I thought it would be fun for us to do just a little intro episode into what have we been doing? So eight things that has kept us busy in the last eight months. And it's a trip, guys. <laughs> it, <is. laughs> it really is. Okay, Summer, what have you been up to? Um, well, my first one that's kind of taken over our world and my lack of sleep um, would be in March, we found out that we were expecting our next baby. 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 And I do give credit to David because <laughs> not credit, but he was the one. <laughs> Ryan probably gets credit. Ryan gets credit. <laughs> but David knew. He knew. Uh just a funny. I'll give David some shout out here because he deserves it. But we were at the zoo. He was making fun of me like most of the trip talking about my pregnancy glow. <laughs> teasing me about how I was going to be pregnant. And I was like, David, I am not pregnant. Like, leave me alone. Like it's not happening. And then the next day I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. So that's amazing. David has a really good sense of pregnancy. Apparently. Apparently. So (laughs) you were just glowing summer. (laughs) You know, I think it was sweat, but it worked. That's pretty much what pregnancy glow is, right? It is. Yes. It's 100% sweat. No matter the season. No matter the season. And then you get it after too. So it's just. Nonstop. Nonstop. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. But yeah, so that was my big change that happened last year that kind of kicked off my crazy eight months. Um, But what about you? Well, I don't know if we can top that because you grew a whole human in the last eight months uh, plus. But our first thing, we actually bought a house. I I think in one of our episodes, we talked about that we were looking and we had put in so many different offers. I think we put offers in on like eight homes. Um, On some houses, we put in offers Sixty, eighty thousand dollars over asking, and we were getting outbid every single time, and so it was just a lot of like frustration. And we like would imagine our lives being in this home, and then all of a sudden we wouldn't get it, and it was so defeating. But we bought a house. We bought it in March. We didn't move in until May. (laughs) Um, But this is the perfect home for us, and I cannot imagine being in a different home. So this is. We're podcasting 
from our brand new podcast studio in her new house. (laughs) (laughs) Which is something we joked about when we were looking for houses. Like, oh, where's our podcast studio going to be? And well, here it is, guys. Here it is. And it's a gorgeous house. Let's be honest. Thank you. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And the market, I don't even know. So you guys... It keeps going up. I don't know what's going to happen. People think it's going to go down. Who knows? But it is crazy it's out there. Crazy. Pandemic, housing market, everything. Yeah, this yeah. house went on the market and within 48 hours, it was off the market and sold. Like Just insane. So fast. <laughs> so insane. Um, but I do love your house. Just saying. And I love to have you over here. <laughs> I think the kids love it too. You know? Yes, oh. it is, it's really fun. Oh, okay, yeah. aside from growing, being, getting pregnant, <laughs> what else has kept you busy? I had some job change, mm. which is fun. Um, I'm at the same school site, which is mm-hmm. great. Love my admin, love my school staff. Um, my admin was so sweet. He was like, I know you love kindergarten. Got me back into kinder from eighth grade which was not Exciting. my comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Thank you. Um, big change. Big change. So I went to kinder and I had 14 students, which was like a dream. Yeah. Right? Um, but then that dream ended because <laughs> with that 14 means, Hey, you don't have enough kids in your class. We're going to combine them. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, I ended up switching in September. So I taught my 14 for about a month, had the crazy two weeks of who's moving and got moved to sixth grade, which I did not know anything about. (laughs) So um, let's just say my job, I have been all over the place, but um, I do love my sixth graders. They're very sweet. I got to teach Harry Potter before I went on maternity leave, which was a dream of mine. So I exciting. It. So exciting. I was like, okay, I can teach sixth grade. This is That's great. It's like the only other grade that would really appreciate a lesson like that. Right. And they liked it enough to where like when I was leaving, it, they were, I didn't get to finish the book. I went on like emergency maternity leave. Um, they ended it on Halloween. Oh, so it was like that's perfect. Amazing. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so they had a fun time and one of them dressed up as Dumbledore so I missed out but oh it was really sweet so I am technically a sixth grade teacher now (laughs) I what a a whirlwind like eighth grade kindergarten sixth grade in the middle of a pandemic yeah and yeah so I'm just dipping my toes in all the grades. We'll figure out where I end up. <laughs> Pretty much. Props to you. You might as well just do them all. Right? You know you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's been fun work-wise. I am on maternity leave now. Um, I went off in October and have been off. So that's been lovely. Yes. So. <laughs> Those well, are the good days. Those, they are. They the are. busy days, the tired days, but the good ones. Yeah. It's a blur. Yes. But a dream. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. All at once. But what have you been doing in your beautiful new home? Well, one of the first big things that we did is we moved in in May and then, which seems like 
it had gone by so fast. And then in July, Logan actually had his palate repair. So he had his second really big surgery in July, right before his first birthday. He's such a champ. It, (laughs) It was... So we were expecting to go there and have a one to maybe two night stay in the hospital. Um, And we ended up being there for five days. So it was a lot more involved than we were really ready for or planning for. Right. Um, What was nice is we did spend about a week before his palate repair up in Palo Alto Mm -hmm. just going to museums and playgrounds and eating ice cream and we just had a really good fun time we went to the zoo uh david's god i mean logan's godparents <laughs> flew down from washington to come and spend time with logan so we tried really hard just to make it really special for logan mm-hmm. um and even though he was a baby 11 months old i guess it was really more for us <laughs> as hey, adults you know. but <laughs> We had a great time, and palate repair was really, really hard. Um, mm-hmm. But it feels like it was so long ago. Like, it's <laughs> it's a memory that just kind of blurs. It's kind of, you know, the traumatic things that you just really want to forget. Yep. <laughs> We've kind of put it in our past. Um, yeah. But we're so grateful for that surgery and the operation and just the amazing things that have come since. Right repair. I mean, Logan is talking up a storm. He just <laughs> does not stop all day long, um, which is really fun. And he's making more sounds than he's ever made more words than he's ever said. And so I, we're just super excited for him to start like using words more and more. It's really fun just to watch him learn mm-hmm. with a palette. It's awesome. And honestly, you wouldn't even know like his surgeons are amazing. Yeah. Like, they really, they really, really are. Yeah. We are like, definitely really lucky. And he's such a champ, that little man. I like, <laughs> like looking back, I'm like, this little person has been through so much. And look at that happy go lucky little smile and just so sweet. Like, oh, it. Logan. So Logan still has a little hole in his palate um, that they purposely didn't repair because they're waiting until his mouth gets bigger and his palate expands mm-hmm. um, before his neck surgery. But so because he still has a little hole in there, food comes out through yeah. his nose pretty mm-hmm. much every meal, um, no matter what he eats. And so he is now starting to become aware of that so he can oh. feel it and he'll blow his nose. And he always wants to like see what he blows out. He always wants to see the food. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's cute, but it's also like he is starting to realize that he's different. Mm-hmm. And like something is different. Like what he does when he eats is different. And yeah. That food comes out of his nose is different. And so it's cute now because I know mm-hmm. he doesn't really know the full extent of like, oh, I'm different. But it also breaks my heart a little bit every time because it's kind of the first taste of like, I'm I'm different than yeah. other kids. And he's still little. Um, but it's just interesting. Like we're getting little tastes of what life will be like as we have to explain things to him. Yeah. Oh. And do you know when that surgery would be? Or do they have an idea? They say between like six and eight years old. So mm. when he's school aged, which yeah. 
you know, pros and cons. He'll have a really gnarly scar on his hip where they take bone from. Um, He'll get to have a lot of ice cream. (laughs) But, you know, hopefully that'll be another time we can just have a lot of fun before beforehand. But we get we get some break between now and then that we're excited. That's good. That's I was wondering if there was some time because like looking back, he's not even two. No, and he's had like <laughs> these major surgeries. I can't even like. I know you guys had the first surgery, and I remember talking to you guys when you were going through it. But it feels like so long ago. Yeah, like yeah. So it does. Yeah, we just passed his first smile anniversary, so it's been over a year since his lip was repaired, and it's crazy. We look at pictures of uh, his surgeries and when he's in the hospital, and we do, we chose not to post those because we don't want the world to see him like that yeah uh, without his permission but when you see those photos they're heartbreaking it's so sad to see him so little during both surgeries and so swollen and it's really hard to see that but it he's a strong little guy he is he's so sweet (laughs) like his temperament I'm just like what like he's silly he's so cute Okay, what's another thing keeping you so busy, Summer? So busy. Um, well, in June, we had two big celebrations within a couple of weeks of each other. Um, we had Ruth's first birthday. Whoa! Right? Which was great. Um, pandemic style. So mm-hmm. a little different. Um, we just had, we had a, fa- a friend party one day and then a family party the next day. Kind of kept it separate smaller um she had no idea what was happening right but you know (laughs) like this is fun but it was the first thing that we had done since the pandemic started so having people together um and all that good stuff was really fun and I think she was a little shocked wasn't it a little weird it was I think everyone (laughs) was like how do we interact socially again like what do we what do we do um and she's like, who are all these people? And why are they clapping for me? And right. what's, why are they here? Um, I remember one of the best parts about that birthday party is Ruth had just started walking. <laughs> yes. And I just remember her like, you know, the newly walking little steps. Mm-hmm. I just, it was so cute. The little baby toddle waddle. Yeah. <laughs> like, the drunk walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute and like looking back at pictures I'm like oh my gosh she was so little like I look at her now and I'm like what happened I know to my little baby like oh it's like she's a year and a half like six months have come and gone since then (laughs) they have and I'm like oh my gosh she's talking she's doing all this stuff and like oh I'm gonna have a two-year-old pretty soon but yeah so we had her birthday and Ryan and I celebrated our um I have to get this right our third (laughs) <laughs> wedding anniversary I got this wrong the other day I was like no we've been married five years and he's like okay. uh-oh he's yeah like, no it no. feels like five years <laughs> feels like five. but our third so that was really great and so um, special yeah and you guys your anniversary and Ruth's birthday are just a couple days apart right they're like a day <laughs> I just remember being in the hospital um because I was induced and I was like, please be born June 14th. I have a thing where I like even numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, June 14th, maybe 6, 14, 20. That looks nice to me. Yeah. Okay. And then 
the 14th went and I was like, <laughs> I don't like 15, but my wedding anniversary is the 16th. <laughs> so I'm like, what is she coming? And she came like right and early on the 15th, but yeah. yeah. So her birthday and then the next day is our wedding anniversary. So shouldn't forget those. they are right smack dab next to each other so easy to celebrate very easy and she actually did go with us on our um anniversary trip we took our first big family trip Mm -hmm. which was supposed to be more of an anniversary trip for ryan and i but you know we took our one you have a baby (laughs) (laughs) so what are you gonna do she had her first overnight beach trip with us which was nice so fun yeah all right. What you got for us? Same thing. Logan turned one. <laughs> he did. And it was such a fun party. That was it, such a sweet celebration. Yeah, it was in August. And we it was we made sure we planned his palate repair before his birthday because we wanted him to be all healed up so he could have cake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted it to be after his birthday, but we said we really want him to be able to eat cake for his birthday. So Mm -hmm. we did that. Uh, He had a space themed party and um, we, it was during a time where the pandemic had kind of slowed down. Vaccines had come out. Um, So we spent time outside and we invited everybody that we (laughs) knew because nobody had met Logan. Yep. Logan was one years old and so many of our friends and family had never met him before. So So hard. We made the choice. We calculated risk and benefit and we decided we would go for it. And we had a big birthday bash and it was amazing and perfect. And I have no regrets. No. And that boy had so much fun. He was covered (laughs) in frosting and just like. He was the epitome of like joy on that day. He had cupcakes and donuts (laughs) and snow cones and tacos. He had it all and he had no idea what was going on. He was asleep for like the first hour of his birthday party. (laughs) He was still napping. But when he woke up, he got to dance and see dogs. (sighs) He had a good time. We all did. It was so nice just to see everybody was that was a fun celebration it was nice to see everyone love someone so much that they hadn't met and I think that is a true testament to you and David just throwing that out there oh you're so sweet it was it was nice just to get all together um pro tip we saved half of his birthday presents and wrapped them as Christmas presents (laughs) there you go (laughs) so if anybody wants to do that Logan had no idea and (laughs) It just gave us some more space (laughs) to kind of weed through some toys. So pro tip, feel free to save some for Christmas. Genius. (laughs) Genius. It does help a lot because I was going like sitting in Ruth's room today. I'm like, there are so many toys just sitting here. Yeah. And like, you don't want them anymore. Like you're not playing with them. You don't know how to play with them. There's too many options. Yeah. She's like (laughs) overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed too, kid. Like what are we going to do? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. That's a good idea. Love it. Okay, oh, give man. me one more. All right, let me see. This is number four, right? Yes. Yep. Um, so with pregnancy, I actually, for our old listeners, new listeners, 
too, I guess, but I was on antidepressants from my pregnancy with Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, I technically got pregnant when Ruth was nine months old. So I was only nine months postpartum, um, had been on the medication for three or four months. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I was loving it. I was like, oh, this is a great life yeah. on these medications, right? Um, which isn't for everyone. And, but it worked for me. And so I was as happy as I was that I was pregnant. I was also, honestly, that was one of my first thoughts was like, I'm going to have to stop taking these. Um, but it was terrifying. So I spoke with my doctor, spoke with, or yeah, so my, like my general practitioner who prescribed them, mm-hmm. my OB who I was going to be working with, and my therapist yeah. who I started seeing again. Um, and we were able to wean me off by my third trimester, which was the goal. Yeah. And it actually went a lot better than I thought. Yes. <laughs> we're doing good now, still off of them. Um, but that was a big transition. So for anyone else out there, just know you're not alone. You can take the stuff, you can try it out, see what happens. Uh, But it was also nice to know, like, if this doesn't work out, um, healthy mom, mentally healthy mom is better. Absolutely. Than not. So it's nice to know that they were still an option if I needed them, you know? Yeah. So tell us why you had to wean off or why you chose to wean. So for the medication I was on, I was on Lexapro. I'll just throw Mm -hmm. it out there. Um, You... Technically you can be on it. This is from what I understand. I'm not a medical expert. (laughs) Um, You can technically be on it, but once baby is born, they don't want it in your system because baby can also be relying on it. Right. So Mm -hmm. baby could go through withdrawals. Um, There's not a ton of evidence that it causes birth defects or anything like that, but it is a risk factor once in your trimester or your third trimester and baby could potentially come. So, um, my doctor or my OB was like, I just want you off by third. But if you get to that point and you're like, whoa, 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 like, no, then we can continue. And at that point it's risk and benefit. Right. Right. So, um, I did that, but I weaned off like so slow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You would have no idea. It took me, I was, I think I started in June and I took my last pill in like September, no, the end of August. Yeah. Like really long. So talk with your doctors if that's something you're going to have to do. But Absolutely. yeah, it was, it was a trip trying to figure all that out. Yeah. And that's a big undertaking just for your body, for your system, for everything. Yeah. You don't really realize how much the medication that's for your brain is impacting Oh, well. just everything, everything else, everything else. <laughs> like, how you think, how you function. Yeah. And then all the side effects, like big communication with therapists, big communication with husband and mm-hmm. like just all that is so important, but also terrifying when you're oh. like, but I'm growing a human. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have other things to think about right now. And my body is doing all of these other things. Yeah. So who knows what's normal anymore? Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have any plans to restart? Currently, no. Um, I am still seeing my therapist and we're kind of keeping in check. Um, I have had, I had my six month postpartum 
skipping ahead a little bit appointment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did score higher on the, oh gosh, what is it called? The depression screening that they have. Um, so I'm working with my therapist on Mm -hmm. postpartum OCD right now, um, which I had with Ruth too, but it's a little bit higher with this baby just because of circumstances and it totally makes sense. But, um, we're keeping in check with that. So I'm thinking no Mm -hmm. (laughs) as of now, but it is something where it's a fallback. I know it's there. I know what works. Absolutely. Oh my God. Cause it, it's finding the medication I think is the biggest undertaking of like, which one's going to work and having to try them out. Like, Oh yeah. It's trial and error. And (laughs) I think, I think that that just personal experience and professional experience that that thought and that fear of not getting the right one and the side effects and having to try all kinds of different medications can be a big barrier for people starting in the first place. Cause most people that I know that have bad experiences are because they were not, or their family member or their friend was not on the right medication the first time. So Uh it closes a lot of doors and there's a lot of fear. So it's, it's definitely a big undertaking. It really is. And it's something where you have to be (laughs) self-aware when you're, when you're like mentally, you maybe cannot be self-aware. It's a very big, scary thing for a lot of people, but absolutely. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So that's my more on a, <laughs> a sadder, deeper note. Yeah. But. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. My number four and my number five, they kind of go hand in hand. Yes. I guess since we're on a, a sadder note. <laughs> oh. uh, my number four is right after palate repair, we got home, we got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> we finally just were able to spend time together and <laughs> we got pregnant. Um, but we lost the baby um just a couple days before I hit 10 weeks. Um, so that was really hard. Um, something that I'm definitely still dealing with uh every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just a couple days shy of being able to see the baby via ultrasound for the very first time. Um, So I think I'm definitely still managing, you know, sadness and grief over not really being able to meet baby, Mm -hmm. uh, see baby. Um, And I think just going through the miscarriage, like it has hit me way harder than I even knew was possible. (laughs) Yeah. And the grief didn't happen right away. Mm -hmm. You know, the first week or two, I was so numb. But, you know, a month later, I was just having crazy panic attacks. And even still, I have a lot of anxiety um, and just a lot of sadness. I think the grief is still with me. I have um, just a big emptiness. That I still feel, um, I haven't talked about it very often, but it has just been really hard mm-hmm. to deal with. Um, I think with Logan, like we were so terrified of getting pregnant and having a baby. And I remember like being pregnant and being so scared and like yeah. 
I was not ready. Um, and then you just get to experience like the love and the joy. Mm-hmm. And you look so forward to that. Um, and so when you don't get to experience that and you don't get to experience that love and joy that you have envisioned, um, that's hard. And it's something that there's no like rule book, you know, like how to overcome this or how to feel better. So, um, so we experienced really high highs and lots of joy, but we also experienced really low lows in that too, that we weren't expecting. So yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I think you definitely don't know until you are there. Yeah, definitely. You can you can feel sad and you can feel bad or sorrow. I think I just never thought it was going to be you know, they say one every one of four women experiences right. marriage at one point. Uh I so many women that I know personally um, reached out and said that they have also experienced miscarriage. And I think just in your mind, you're like that, that I feel really sad for them, Mm -hmm. but you're not in, you're not one of four. So you just, you don't really know until you know. Right. And uh, it just really caught me off guard. (laughs) Well, yeah. Cause you guys had, you had started planning a good amount too, right? Like yeah. the nursery and and you just you just envision your life. You start putting all of these things into place and each day you check the baby tracker apps and your baby's yeah. grown and you're two weeks away from like being in the clear. Mm-hmm. I was about to say you were pretty far well yeah. relative to like trimester, you were pretty far along. Yeah, we were almost there and it just wasn't something that we were expecting. Right. And you announced on social media, I don't remember which account you did. Did you get a lot of moms that you hadn't expected reach out to you? Um, No, I mean, there were some women that have been really open um, Mm -hmm. in sharing their experiences with miscarriage. And honestly, that's why I decided to share as well. Um, Not for attention or sympathy, but really just because other women had shared with me and I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, now I know exactly who I can go to because those women know what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as soon as I shared so many women had reached out to me that they had experienced very similar things. Um, and even now still some of the women that have also experienced miscarriage will still text me or message me every now and again and check in on me and, I, there's so much, I think, healing in that because I think a lot of the times when you go through a miscarriage, people don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. They don't want to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's not an easy conversation to have. Um, so a lot of the times I find myself not being able to talk about it because I don't want to start the conversation and say like, Hey, you know, I'm still really struggling. Yeah. From when I lost the baby versus when someone else brings it up, like, how are you doing with this? It's like, oh, my God, thank you for asking me because I'm really having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a lot of uh, reassurance in those conversations. So uh, the sharing has definitely been hard, but 
it was also really nice that uh, women who are much older than me, mm-hmm. you know, colleagues of mine or um, people at my church that are just much older, them sharing and their vulnerability as well was really helpful. So I was wondering, because vulnerability and having that specific community yeah, can be super healing. So I'm glad that they were able or that you were able to find people in that yeah. unfortunate yeah. <laughs> group. Like, I don't know why you say that, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so hard. I am so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ugh. Do you have anything lighter to share oh, with I don't us? know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. Now I this, need to. <laughs> and well, this is why we've had a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> this Not is what's really. been keeping us a little bit occupied in the mm. last eight months. Yeah. Um, I think we could go. I'll try to spice it up I don't even know um (laughs) from there um we went on our first trip without kids exciting um we so Ruth we had planned a baby moon um because pandemic wasn't a thing yeah (laughs) at that point and it was supposed to be April of 2020 Mm mm-hmm pandemic hit and it was like, oh, we probably shouldn't go. So we canceled it. And so this time I was like, you know what? We have done our part mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. <laughs> and um I was very anxious about having to leave Ruth when we went to the hospital. Um just not knowing like she hadn't spent the night anywhere else or anything like that. And I hadn't been away from her yeah. like that overnight. So we were like, you know, we should do a baby moon this time. And it'll also be practice leaving Ruth alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we did, we went to Avila beach and honestly, it was the most chill <laughs> like trip. I was super pregnant. Like I was eight months. Yeah. He was born like less than a month later or something. Um, so I was huge. I was, it was the week before I got put on maternity, like disability or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't really do much. We just stayed in the hotel that I purposely mm-hmm. got that was like right on the beach. So nice. It was really nice. It ha- came with like a breakfast, but it wasn't even a bre- like you go up these beautiful stairs it's on the roof and it has like a coffee bar and like it's like a little mini bistro type thing amazing amazing and then it had a huge jetted bathtub in each (laughs) room which like when you're that pregnant you're like that's the must have yeah yeah, water floating all day long all day so um yeah I took a lot of baths it was great um but it was a really nice trip, but it was also really reassuring for me Burn, for when baby came and we were going to have to leave Ruth. Yeah. Um, she stayed with her godparents. They came over. It was also a good time. They don't have kids yet. So I'm sure it was great practice for them. Absolutely. And she survived and loved oh, she's it. She's the easiest girl. <laughs> <laughs> of course she survived. Of course they survived. Ruth is so easy. Oh, <laughs> 
Man, you know, you know, pre-sibling Ruthie. Just let me tell you. I love my daughter, but man. Oh, oh but yes, yeah, she's gotta show him who's boss. Oh, she is. Let me tell you, she's showing everyone. <laughs> I love her. But oh. um, Ruth is seriously, she is a very, very easy baby. And I am realizing that more and more with this yeah. <laughs> new baby. Yes. Um, just how easy and lucky we were. I was like, oh my gosh, we didn't have to deal with this with Ruth or mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? Ruth just slept. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Boys and girls are different. They are so different. So yeah. Good old Ruthie. So she, <laughs> she did great. We did great. Had a lovely time. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was fun. We finally went on a baby moon. My trip. Exciting. Yeah. It was nice. What about you? Um, I would say just going off of my four and five, I've just been really struggling to manage anxiety mm-hmm. since having a miscarriage. Um, there's days where I'm not thinking about losing baby or I'm not thinking about anything. And all of a sudden I start to feel this like tightness over mm-hmm. my whole body. I start to feel my heart racing and I feel like I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. like just this panic washes over my entire body and then I start to get anxiety and I'm like oh my gosh what if this happens and this and this and this and this and Mm -hmm. this and then I really like tell myself oh my gosh this is it this is my last moment I'm gonna die this is it and then I don't and I continue my life but then there's another moment of panic and then anxiety and I just have been catastrophizing things mm-hmm. and just really struggling um, with anxiety and panic attacks and wanting to start anti-anxiety medication, but also mm-hmm. knowing that we are trying to conceive and yes. knowing that we want to have another baby and we're trying to have another baby mm-hmm. and then knowing, you know, risk yeah. and benefit of medication and trying to conceive and wanting to start but not and it has just been um interesting to deal with yeah and then also just like the anxiety of like okay this is this is when I'm ovulating like we need to make a baby we have three days (laughs) like no pressure (laughs) yeah and it adds this crazy amount of pressure Mm -hmm. and stress and like not joy which is not how you want to create a baby and so just managing like stress and anxiety and like defeat Mm -hmm. when you realize like I'm not pregnant oh oh here's my period and like just how defeating that feels every month and like how like all consuming yeah it is because all of a sudden I'm taking like four pregnancy tests a day for like 14 days like maybe just maybe or taking ovulation tests and just Mm -hmm. the level of craziness that it has brought over me Mm -hmm. um, is far too much and but it's kind of like I'm on a roller coaster and I can't stop and I need to get off but Mm -hmm. I also don't want to right but I know I need to and so just trying to manage that part of it too has been challenging yeah You know, and that's the other thing, too, is like we're in the middle of a pandemic and right Mm -hmm. now we're at like the all time high. 
<laughs> so just like going to find a primary care doctor, they're not accepting new patients, trying oh, to wow. find a therapist. It's not like cookie cutter easy the way it used to be. Right. So just struggling with like feeling like I'm struggling on my own, wanting to reach out, but it's not that easy to reach out. It's not as easy as it used to be. Right. Which kind of leads to that spiral all over again. And then like wanting to be in community with people and like we're in the middle of a pandemic. So like hanging out is not like an easy thing to do, Uh you know. So that has been kind of all consuming since September. (laughs) So it's been a long time and I'm just feeling like exhausted and ready for our to find some healing and mm-hmm. just being able to move on and grieve, but also move on. Right. Because I just feel like I'm stuck in this spot and I don't know, I don't know how to get out of it. Right. Although this is what I do for a living, <laughs> <laughs> which also makes That's- it hard because I know what to do, but mm-hmm. it's not easy to do. So. I mean, they say doctors make the worst patients, right? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think it's very different though when you're in it and you can totally know exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But doing it, it's a completely different thing. And I think not having someone else telling you what to do Mm -hmm. is a big factor in that too. Yeah, and that's what I need right now. I just need like someone to just put me in place (laughs) that isn't my husband Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know we'll see that it's something that's not going to be an overnight fix Um, and it's a very serious personal thing too for finding the right doctor finding the right therapist is yeah kind of nerve-wracking right (laughs) yeah because it's it's a super vulnerable part of your life Mm -hmm. and so choosing to open up like an open wound you know it's like it's either going to be healing or there's going to be salt yeah (laughs) you know like what it's either going to hurt really bad and stay Mm -hmm. really bad or it's going to hurt and then get better right and you just take that gamble and that's the toughest part absolutely yeah oh i am so sorry kimmy Mm. we're praying for you though thank you right here but anxiety is no joke people it's not <laughs> <laughs> and those things that, like you're describing the panic attacks I'm like I can feel it happening in my body and that yeah. feeling of hopelessness that comes over you of like I know what is happening but I can't stop it yeah so what do I do yeah and you wait and you're like well it's over right and then you have another one Yep. And you're always telling yourself, it won't happen again. I'll be better. Yeah. I'll do better. I will I'll think better. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. And yeah. you totally you can't stop it once it starts. It's there. Mm-hmm. And some days it's there only momentarily. Some days you can just turn it around. And other days it's like, wow, it's been three days where I feel like my throat is closing up and I can't even swallow. Like that's fun. <laughs> I think you never know. I think the hardest part when I used to have them all the time and 
the hardest part was walking around acting like you were fine. Yeah. And then someone would say like a trigger word. Yeah. And I'd have to leave the room because I was going to break down or it was going to get 10 times worse. And like, it would be the silliest thing. Like someone could talk about going grocery shopping and it would set me off. And I'd be like, what, what is happening? Yeah. That's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that 100%. I feel that. Like, oh, anxiety is not something that people should have to deal with, you know? Yeah. And that, and that's another thing. It's another community of people that like, you don't know until, until you, you know, know. <laughs> yes. and you wish you never knew, but now that you do like making the best of a bad situation, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been initiated into a lot of clubs that I never wanted to be a part of, but now that I'm there, it's like, okay, I can either be in this yucky place or I can you know, you connect with other people that are also there or have also been there. I could get help or I could just feel this way forever. You know, it really just, it depends, but it's hard to make that call sometimes when you're in it. Exactly. And I think it's also a day by day thing too. Yeah. Moment by moment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So, oh, so if you're out there, you're not alone either you're going through any of these things (laughs) you are not (laughs) I just remember I I think it was it may have been my therapist who I was like there's all these things happening and I just want to be normal right Mm -hmm. like I just don't want to have to worry about having an anxiety attack or like mine with Ruth was like I don't have to think about her dying every like 10 minutes like yeah I just want to be normal and her question was, well, what, what do you think is normal? Right. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's going through all these things. So technically maybe you are normal. You just don't know. Cause no, like people don't share it. So if you're ever thinking about that, that question really tripped me up for a while. I was like, no such thing as normal. No, no such thing. So too bad. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry guys. No, but I think that's an amazing (laughs) reminder is like, and I think that, you know, we've talked about like pros and cons of social media, like pro is you can connect with these groups of people and women and families that have gone through similar things. But a con is you only see the pretty Mm -hmm. most of the time, nine times out of 10, you're seeing the pretty. And I think that that's hard is like when you're at your lowest moments, or at least for me, when I'm at my lowest moments and I open up my social media page, it's like everybody else is just going on with their life. And I'm like in the middle of this like crisis mm-hmm. and like no one knows, no one cares. Everyone's life is great. They're having these fun moments. And like I am at my like lowest point, mm-hmm. but the world is just going on. Everyone's life is just continuing. And it's hard to feel that sense of lonely or not normal or like it's only me mm-hmm. right now. Kind of makes you feel really small. Yeah. That big pond. Yeah, Just, absolutely. Yeah. Social media, that highlight reel. It's really mm-hmm. hard not to compare reels. You know, I have seen a couple of people post lately and it's like my favorite like trend right now is like, 
what you see on social media is not real and they show pictures of like their beautiful house and then they like zoom out and it's like yes. messy everywhere. And that's yeah. just like my favorite thing because even like with my house, like I get, I have this beautiful house, but I get so caught up of it doesn't look like that. And I wish it looked like that. And I want it to be like that. And we need this. Mm-hmm. And I get so caught up of like, you know what? No, it doesn't. Because like zoom out, not everybody's looks like house that. is like that. So yeah, I think just normalizing normal mm-hmm. or that like is just, it's a big deal. It is. And it's so important. Definitely. Oy. The house thing that always gets me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, my house is a mess. Don't look. Is what I want to say. Especially yeah. after kids. I'm like, just don't. Don't even bother. Like, And yeah. there's sometimes I want to post really cute things of Logan, but I'm like, I can't post that. Like, there's dirty laundry on the floor. <laughs> or like, there's dishes out. And I'm like, what? I'm preventing the world from seeing my very cute son because I'm so self-conscious about my my life doesn't look perfect mm-hmm. even though this little boy is I'm more concerned with the laundry the it, which is so silly it's so silly yeah but it's all in our head right like that's absolutely it's almost like a competition that we don't know that we're in but we put ourselves in yeah do you know what I mean like <laughs> yes we're the only ones competing with ourselves but like <laughs> But we're losing all the time. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you for being so vulnerable, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. You always share vulnerably as well. We try. Vulnerability is good, right? Even it is. It's even hard. when it hurts. <laughs> I think it always hurts. Mm-hmm. In one way, vulnerability is always the most raw thing that you can do. It really is. But it's also, it's so, so healing when you do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. okay. Give me something good. You have a number seven. <laughs> I do. Um, this one, I'm just going to put, I had a baby. Yes. <laughs> I had him. It was a boy or he is a boy. <laughs> Still a boy. Um, so we now have a girl and a boy. He was born November 21st. 2021 which I think is actually really cool because his birthday is 11 21 21 so cool not that I have a thing with numbers or anything you oh know my gosh I have <laughs> you and I this is why we're so similar I have this crazy thing with numbers yeah like certain numbers make my skin crawl like I can't even look at them it makes me just like feel uncomfortable is it nine I yes it's all <laughs> it's all odd numbers except uh-huh. for five like, oh, I like, like five. five. It's like a round number. I'm good with five. Mm-hmm. Three, sevens, and nines, and ones, they just make me want to throw up sometimes. See? Yep. I like even numbers. It's always yeah. got to be even. Yeah. Yep. I feel you. And Ugh. my, like, we got married on, like, all odd numbers. Logan <laughs> was born on an odd number. It just, uh, good, good things happen to me on odd numbers. Just but like I them. hate them. Yeah, they just make me so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, I love it. But tell us uh, about your sweet boy. He is very sweet. Um, his name is Rowan Ezra. He, I ended up being induced again, which was <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny because like I was induced with Ruth 
at 37 weeks and four days. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing with little Rowan. So and cool. It was great. I was like, here we go. And um, it was the same like thing too. I went in for one reason and then they're monitoring the babies and then they're like, hey, their heart rate's funky. Um, and whatever was happening with me is completely fine now. Yeah. It was just like a whoops. Um, that they accidentally caught both of them having weird heart stuff. So, but Rowan was a little bit, he was a little bit scarier. He had a lot of drops when we were in the hospital. Um, right. So I'm glad we went in when we did. Um, and he was born that Sunday. And our little Ruthie got to go hang out with Logan <laughs> and Auntie Kim and Uncle David. It was the time of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because I was like, no, like he's not going to be that early because he had set up for the godparents to come um, and they were going to like take the animals and everything too. And then he came the weekend before Thanksgiving. So people are a little busy, you know, around the holidays. Yeah. And I was like, ah, but you guys are so sweet. And you took her and she had the time of her life. <laughs> like she loved it and you guys were so sweet sending pictures and videos I think it made my time at the hospital a lot easier Mm -hmm. like my mama heart was a lot um calmer yeah (laughs) because I knew like and I knew like how you guys raised Logan I knew like routine and like yeah all that so I knew she was in good hands and I'm very grateful for you guys. So <laughs> we had so much fun. And at the end, David's like, oh, this is what it'd be like with two kids. Like, this is fun. And then he was like, let's just adopt one right now. Because oh my gosh. He, he did not want to let Ruth go. Like he yeah. is obsessed with Ruth. I think Logan is such a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. And so Ruth loves David for whatever oh, yeah. reason. Like, oh man. That's <laughs> Like, she likes him way more than she likes me, which I'm low-key offended about because I'm like, Ruth, I would do anything for you. Oh, don't worry. Me too. But She's a tall daddy's girl. She (laughs) loves David for whatever reason. I mean, I know he's great, but (laughs) he was just like, I just, I like her. And he just wanted to keep her. And then, you know, all of a sudden we're going to adopt a baby because he loved Ruth so much. I love it. So who knows what will happen, but David... At oh the time of his life. With I'm glad. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny though. Cause like, I remember like watching you with Logan and he's like so attached to you and like a cuddle bug. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Ruth and I'm like, homegirl will like hug you for a few seconds. And then she's gone. If she's like tired in the morning, you can get a little bit out of her. And then she's mm-hmm. like, no. And is obsessed with Ryan. Like that is her, per- <laughs> like, I'll be sitting there doing something. She's like, nah, I'm going to go to dad. Like, yeah. And so everyone's like, just wait till you have this boy. It'll be different. Mm. Let is me tell it? you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Homeboy loves me and <laughs> cuddles and all, and like Ryan will hold him and he'll start crying. I'm like, okay. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that little guilty pride, you know? Yeah. Um, so, it's nice to it's nice to feel wanted. It is, especially when it's like you're you like feel like you're their person, you know? Yeah, I you're their number one person. Yeah. 
It's nice. I mean, the milk <laughs> helps, you yeah. know, but. <laughs> but that's what David told me today. He's like, what does it feel like to know that like this little person loves you more than anybody else in the entire world? Like, what does that feel like? And he was like jokingly asking because he's oh, no. not Logan's number one person. <laughs> he's about to say. He's like, like, legitimately tell me what does it feel like? Because I don't know. But it oh. is it it is really an indescribable feeling mm-hmm. knowing that like especially when babies are so little. Yeah. It's like they don't know bad. They don't Mm-mm. know like evil. They don't know, you know, all of the like harsh things of the world and really like they just have so much love and they're choosing you to share yes. that with or they huge when they're hurting they want you you're the one person that can make them feel better and like that's an indescribable feeling because I mean it's just a god-given gift mm-hmm. you know that that's the only real way to describe it. But it really is. Because you don't know until you know. And you're like, oh, <laughs> this is what it feels like. Yes. There's so many things in life that you just don't know. <laughs> once that door is opened, man, you cannot close it. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. <laughs> good, good or good bad. Or bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so we had little Rowan. Ruthie was with you guys. And um, it was still a pandemic birthing experience um which is a bit crazy (laughs) we I don't think we weren't quite at a surge yet Mm -hmm. but the hospitals were pretty full um and so I remember (laughs) I had read all these horror stories of like moms are back in triage there's no postpartum rooms or they're delivering in triage and like all this crazy stuff and took me forever to get a room in labor and delivery. And so then after I had him, I was sitting there and it had been hours. I'm like, okay, last time we were in here for like an hour or two. And then they moved or like, not even two hours, like an hour. Yeah. And then I was moved to postpartum. <laughs> so I'm like getting nervous because the night yeah. before, um, one of Ryan's classmates, actually his wife had a baby and she, had the baby they didn't have any postpartum rooms and she was sent back to triage and while I was in triage I had heard a baby crying and I was like I'm going crazy because there should not be a baby in here right and I'm like asking the nurse she's like I don't think so and then as we're walking by we hear her crying she goes oh my god I think you're right oh my god um so that was like playing in my mind the whole time but it took us like eight or nine hours, but we got a postpartum room and it was great. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, just a little bit of crazy pandemic touch in there, you know? Man. But we had him, he's healthy, um, had a little bit of feeding issues at the beginning. Boy loves to sleep, <laughs> loves to sleep. Um, like a real boy. Like a real boy, but like not when you want him to sleep. You know, <laughs> yes, babies don't quite get that memo. No, like. <laughs> not quite. Like he was the first couple or like the first week I was like, oh my gosh, this kid just sleeps and sleeps. Like I, if I didn't wake him up in the middle of the night, he would have slept through the night. Like, yeah, no big deal. That ended, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> it, it ended. um, and now he's like, it's 10, it's 10 o'clock. I'm awake guys. 
weren't you awake? Play with me. Yeah. So we're on the uphill from that struggle bus, but um, he's doing well. He is finally past his birth weight and eating like a champ now. Thank goodness. Yeah. So he's he's beautiful. And thank you you. guys. He came out looking just like Ruth. Like, like just copy like paste. <laughs> like you could have given me a picture of Ruth and I would have believed it. Like copy paste. <laughs> Ryan, there's a picture of them, and the only way he knows which one it is is because the swaddles are different. So it's crazy. The only way. Um, the only difference was <laughs> Rowan is very blonde. Yes. Neither of us are blonde, but he is very <laughs> blonde. <laughs> And Ruth was like dark haired. Now she's blonde, but she was dark haired when she was born. And it's like, where did, like, I was giving birth and the doctor's like, hi, Blondie. And I literally stopped and was like, what? Who? Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh what are you gosh. talking about? Yeah. So he looks, he's starting to get his own features, but oh my gosh, when he was first born, yeah. it was Just Ruth. like her. Yeah. And you can tell now he's starting to like come into his own a little bit, but mm-hmm. You, they're definitely siblings. <laughs> today, today at dinner, I was like, Ryan, like, who does he look like? And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, he doesn't look like anyone. And he was like, he looks like his sister. That's yeah. all we need to know. <laughs> he looks exactly like Ruth. So whoever she looks like, that's who he looks like. Exactly. We're still figuring out Ruth. She changes, but I think she's yeah. leaning more towards his dad. You know? Looking so like funny. him. Sweet boy. Rowan is the sweetest, <sighs> cutest little boy. And I can't Thank wait you. to go and snuggle him. Anytime he loves to snuggle. Mm. <laughs> Me too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. So what you got for us? Well, um, a couple of weeks ago, what, a week and a half, no, two, three weeks ago, a few weeks ago. We embarked on taking our one-year-old with us to two different continents. Yeah, you did. (laughs) We got on eight different planes. Oh, my gosh. And we traveled the world. First, we went to Amsterdam to go and um, stay with my mom and my brother. They both lived there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was both of their very first times meeting Logan, (sighs) which is crazy. I mean, like, he's almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And they've never met him. Um, we FaceTime, you know, multiple times a week. So mm-hmm. as soon as he saw them, he was like, he was confused at first. And right. then, so what we did is we actually like WhatsApped them on video message mm-hmm. next to Logan. So he's like, you see Oma oh. here? Like, there she is. And then he was like, oh, like, okay. That's and, how this works. <laughs> yeah. And he took to them right away, which was Aww. super special. Um, we spent Chris, we didn't spend Christmas there, but we kind of had our own little Christmas, opened up presents. My mom spoiled him like Naturally. more than anyone, <laughs> like more than I even knew was possible. Um, and then we all hopped on a plane and flew 12 hours to South Africa. Oh my gosh. To go in, see my grandparents. Um, so it was just so special um, for us to be in a room with four generations. Um, oh. It was just so, so cool. I miss my grandparents so much. Um, my Oma and I were have always been super close. Mm-hmm. Um, 
her and I are the most similar. We're both Aww. firstborns. We just like we click. Like lots of people think that she can be too strict or too high strung or too organized or too, but her, we see eye to eye like <laughs> nobody's business. She has oh she's been I think one of the biggest uh, role models in my life. Um, she brought me. Uh, faith and just she's the reason I think that I am you know who I am uh-huh. um obviously my mom plays a huge part in that too but right just my Oma is just the most amazing lady you could ever meet in your whole life so I oh. think just being able to spend time with her um was just so amazing to see my grandpa uh Opa it was just we had the best time uh we had a lot of fun we got to play with monkeys and elephants. Yeah. And do multiple safaris. And we had a really great time. Um, and it was crazy, you know. We yeah. had so many different airplanes with Logan. Oh. He did amazing. He did so well. Got it. Um, but yeah, it, you know, traveling that far with a one-year-old is not for the week. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But and it then was during fun. a pandemic, so you guys had like COVID tests. And <laughs> yeah, we COVID that. tested almost every single day that we were away, um, which was crazy. I mean, that's a whole story and experience in <laughs> itself. It got really crazy at one point. That's a different story for a different day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I traveling during a pandemic was wild. Um during because of the pandemic during one point on our way back home from South Africa we were stuck in the Amsterdam airport for over 24 hours mm. so we had to sleep in the airport and doing that with the baby is Nothing. not easy no <laughs> you know if it was just David and I we'd make it work yeah um but doing that with the baby changes things a little bit and then pandemic everything's closed right so <laughs> you know it it was just interesting, um, but we got through it, and we were so happy to be home. Um, <laughs> for Logan's first birthday, you guys got him a car that you oh, could yeah. ride in. Mm-hmm. It was the first thing that we did when we walked through the door. We opened uh-huh. it, and we said, Logan, we're home. And he turns, and he sees that car, and he <laughs> screamed <laughs> joy. And he was like, and he just pointed to it and ran up to his car and hugged it and got Aww. in it. And it was the cutest thing I'd ever seen in my whole life. So Uh-oh. we were happy to be home, but we did have a lot of fun. That's awesome. And Amsterdam was like shut down, shut down, right? It was. It Two days before we got there, they had gone on a full lockdown. Right. Um, so nothing was open. Nothing was open. We couldn't go to any restaurants. We couldn't go do anything fun. Um, We had actually, I also have family in Germany and they were actually going to come and meet us in Amsterdam and we were going to spend Christmas together and we were going to see my other grandmother, um, but they shut down. And so you could only have two guests in your home at one time and they're pretty strict there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that didn't get to happen either, which was a super bummer. Um, but yeah, we had to navigate all kinds of weird, weird things. Uh, traveling in a pandemic, it definitely put a damper in, but we we had a lot of fun too. 
And I'm glad you guys finally went. This has been yeah. a long time coming. Yeah, we booked this flight three separate times. So yeah. <laughs> third time's a charm. We finally did it. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys got to go. It looks so fun too. We should have a whole episode on just what you did. It it would be because uh, we would love to do some more traveling like that too. Knowing that we could survive that, we can do anything. You really <laughs> just the thought of like, oh my gosh, I have to take Ruth. And row into the store. Like sometimes it's like. Yeah. So good for you guys. Props to you though, because sometimes taking two babies like that <laughs> might as well be a trip across <laughs> the world. Oh no. Sometimes I think about this pandemic. I'm like, you know, one really great thing that has come from it is curbside pickup. Oh, heck And yeah. delivery. Like mm-hmm. this should have been a thing a long time ago long yeah. time ago I don't even go into the grocery store anymore no we like I did once and I was like why am I why <laughs> why would I ever do this again <laughs> the only one I go into is Trader Joe's ah uh, yes and that's because it's the only way to do it yeah so, it's worth it it's worth it at that point but yeah. yeah other than that no not worth it and Target does pick up too I mean it's so easy yeah it's great <laughs> All right. Give us your final thing. My final thing is transitioning to a mom of two. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was going to be easy because, you know, okay. I'm just saying on social media, going back to that, like when people are like, oh, what was easiest going from zero to one or one oh, to yeah, two? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always like, oh, one to two is way easier. So in my mind, I'm like, this will be great. Right. I've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> like I said Ruth was an easy baby so Mm -hmm. um yeah this transition I think has been a lot more than I thought it would be in a lot of different ways and so I would say zero to one was a lot easier yeah (laughs) I feel like that's saying a lot too because our zero to one was rough um like social wise I guess you could say with pandemic and stuff yeah um and even though like the pandemic's still happening it's way more relaxed than back in June when there was like that huge surge um but yeah the transitioning has been a lot rougher than I thought and I think a lot of it isn't necessarily like taking care of Rowan right like okay I know now like this is what you do like if they're feeling this way you can hold them that way like those little tricks right um but now it's more like, okay, so what do I do when I'm nursing one and the other one is upset because I'm nursing him and I'm not playing with her. And like, yeah, that has been harder than I could ever imagine. Yeah, And I think Ruth and Ruth's can't say even say her name, um, initial reaction. And even like, since her behavior since then has really thrown Ryan and I for a big loop like Mm -hmm. did not expect it because she's always been super chill and like yeah never really had issues with other kids um and so like she didn't look at me talk to me nothing for three days after we got home she wanted to go home with you guys right like (laughs) she was like why are we here (laughs) like what are we doing um and so I think for my mom hard, that was really hard. Like, yeah, 
what do you mean? Like, you don't want me at all. And then, um, being postpartum, like you can't lift anything. Mm-hmm. So like not being able to like physically hold her anyway, yeah. um, was hard. So <laughs> I just think it was so crazy for a one year old or one and a half year old, whatever old she is to pick things up. Like my friend Christy came over and I was like, Oh, do you want to hold Rowan? And I think Rowan was three days old, handed yeah. him over. And Ruth like looked at him and then saw that my hands are empty. And that was the first time she had crawled up on my lap. Mm. And I was like, Oh, my baby, like she's back. And like, I was snuggling her and like all this stuff. And then Christy was going to leave. So she handed Rowan back Yeah, and Ruth gave her like the dirtiest look. <laughs> Like, like why? Yeah. And she looks at, like, she's staring at Christy and then she looks at Rowan and then she looks at me and she just gets up and like leaves Aww. and didn't like come back to me for a while. And it's like that I wasn't prepared for it, you know? Yeah. Is it like the expectations, right? Like how you imagine things or like as soon as I'm sure, like how I would imagine it is like at home and I'm like waiting for Logan to run up to me, like uh-huh. so happy to see me. And then when that doesn't happen, you're like, what happened? Like, this yeah. Is... And then, you know, you like, you see all the pictures of like the older sibling, like holding the baby. Yeah. Oh, Ruth did not want anything to do with Rowan for like a, w- a week <laughs> or two. Like there are pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> child, she's gotten a lot better, but yeah, the initial, like maybe two or three weeks was like, whoa. And <laughs> her, um, behavior escalated naturally, right? Like new attentions on something else. And he was having feeding issues and all this stuff. So like a lot of attention was on brother. Right. So, um, I think that was a little bit trickier for her of like, what do you mean? Especially, I don't know if this is true or not, but being a pandemic baby, I feel like you are not around other people enough to, like see attention in other ways yeah like she was literally our whole world like for a year. all like, your attention everything she's ever known has just revolved around her right <laughs> like, like it just has it ha- yeah so like if we have people over like most of the time she wasn't around or like yeah or not around but she was asleep so it or was they would be giving all their attention to her, to her. yeah because <laughs> like they haven't been around her like, yeah all these things so I think it was a little bit of a shock for her naturally. Like I don't blame her at all for any of it. Like it totally makes sense. Um, But I think my expectation is very different than what actually happened. Right. Um, And I even like tried to prepare. Like I was like, okay, I read the stuff. Like you don't like, don't hold the baby, like have it be in a neutral space. Baby can give Ruth a present. Like I did all these things. Nah, girl's like, "Mm mm-mm. She's, she's still like, even today I, so I'm at home with both of them by myself and I was feeding Rowan and she like hops up on the couch by me and like, just starts kicking his head. I'm like, (laughs) like baby girl, like, no, we don't kick. And she gets more mad, like kicking harder. And it's like, I have this kid hooked on my boob and I'm trying to like get this other one off and like, yeah. Yeah. So we're working on tantrums and just expressing ourselves in a little bit of a healthier manner. You know, that might be a one and a half year old thing that we are also approaching. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but I mean, I can't imagine like what you guys are doing, Super Mama, to have two no. under a year and a half. I mean, and we thought it was a good idea. It is. And then <laughs> everyone I've talked to has been like, oh, it's awful for the first year. And then it gets great. So yeah. I'm, hold- I'm holding those people to that. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's going to get better. But next it- Thanksgiving yes. is going to be. Oh, it's going to be great. Joyful. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to be thankful for. Yes. And like they, she's actually gotten better. Like she'll ask to hold him and. She is on it with a pacifier. If he does not have one in his <laughs> mouth, don't worry. Ruth will find it. Even if it's hers, <laughs> yeah. she will find it. Um, so she's had like some good big big sister moments. And I think she's realizing he's not leaving. Yeah. I. This is just a funny moment I had in the pediatrician's office. Ruth had her 18-month checkup. Yeah. And so she's like, so what's going on like in the life and all this? and I'd seen her the week before with my newborn. Yeah. And she's like, how's she taking it? And I was like, you know, not very good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Need some tips. And she was like, just so you know, it can take up to four months for the older sibling to realize that this is permanent. Mm. And I was like, four months. You mean the whole four months? And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she like laughed. And I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, I really need to know. I'm not asking for a friend. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, it can take four months. It doesn't always. And she's a smart cookie. Like, she'll catch on. Um, She's like, she'll be fine. But just don't expect too much, right? Yeah. And I think if I've learned anything in this transition, it is don't have expectations, right? Yeah. Like, (laughs) just tame them down and just go with the flow. Because I think that was my hardest part was like, I have this dream picture of the meeting and it being fun and us going on walks and like, yeah. In the end, I'm like, when's, when are their naps going to be the same? And like, <laughs> <laughs> will I ever get my life back? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, great. Ruth woke up around just fell asleep. I thought I was going to get an extra 30 minutes, like that type yeah. of stuff. But um, it's gotten a lot better. They're doing better. And, just know if you're struggling with that transition to two. Yeah. You're not alone. Cause I was like, I literally went on and I was like, people who struggle with transitions from one to two, cause everyone acts like it's easier. Easy. Yeah. And then there's all these like TikToks and Instagram reels. So I'm like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Not alone. Like, no. Oh, but. Yeah. So that was my last one. My last big hoorah. I think that's, that's a big takeaway is like expectations. I think for anything, just throw them out the window. They're gone. <laughs> like whatever expectations you have for your life or how anything is going to go, just go ahead and write that down and toss it in the trash. Cause it's not happening. And you would have, you would have thought I would have learned that in 2020, right? Like, just like, yeah. But no, <laughs> no, and you know, I think that too is when I have some anxiety. It's like, but it's supposed to be like this, mm-hmm. or I want it to be like this, or this is what you know. Yeah, it's because I have all of these expectations that are just not going to be met. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if I'm trying to plan something, it's yeah. not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's all God and all His timing. Which, 
Re- yeah. Reassuring, but also f- hard mm-hmm. to, to get through sometimes. Letting go of the reins. Absolutely. Ugh. That surrender word, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. So hard. Well, our, my eighth and final thing um, is going back to number seven. We went to Europe and we went to Africa and we went there and we caught back. Um, we took COVID tests pretty mm-hmm. much every single day. Negative, negative, negative. We got home. Negative. Feeling great. And then like four days later, mm-hmm. uh, Logan just had this, he was so happy when we got home, laughing, playing, talking. It was just like the joy that he had in his life was so big. We were like, this is amazing. He loves it here. And we felt happy. And then like day three, he would, day three and four, he was just like screaming nonstop, uncontrollably, would tantrum and throw himself on the ground and would just scream. And we were like, at first we were like, okay, transition time change things are hard and then by that second day we were like okay something's wrong like this is not normal something is wrong and we ended up like we had gone through our list of like okay is it this is it this is it this no fever he's not coughing he looks totally fine so maybe it's just like behavior maybe we're reaching that like year and a half tantrum and even then it was like this is too much really fast and really hard yeah we gave him like a dose of tylenol because we're like maybe that will help like (laughs) it was a total shot in the dark Mm -hmm. and it did it seemed to help a little bit so we're like okay that's weird whatever next day i start to get some symptoms so i test to see if i'm positive for covid and like right away like instant bright pink line (laughs) Positive. Like, didn't take like four seconds for it to show up. I was like, oh, okay, awesome. I test Logan immediately, bright pink, boom, positive. Um, so Logan and I tested positive for COVID. Um, David tested negative. Um, but he had all the symptoms and he was seemed to be way worse than <laughs> Logan and I. Um, so he retested. Um, to see, you know, whether he had it or not, but long story short, we went to two different continents, did not get COVID, came back to the Valley and got it, which is so frustrating (laughs) (laughs) because even like being here, we're pretty careful. Right. So I don't know where we got it from, what happened, but Uh our family came down with COVID. And so that has been another adventure so i we were supposed to start work on this monday right well we did not (laughs) because we've been on quarantine so um we'll see our quarantine ends this weekend so we're just excited to like get out the house and go to a park yeah just to like the little things you know yeah just being able to like run an errand or have that ability to Right. We're definitely missing. So, <laughs> yeah, the little things make a huge difference when you're like not able to do them. Yes, Just when you're the, restricted. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you guys are doing pretty well, though, considering yeah. 
but so all we've had a lot of life changes yeah. <laughs> in the last eight months. All that to say, um, there's a reason, you know, we've been a little bit busy, but yeah. I know we're super excited to be back. We are very exciting. We have some good stuff coming up, you know? We do. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. Yes. Um, but I'm really excited. Me too. It was fun. And it was nice to catch up in general because I know <laughs> you've been gone. So it's been nice. It is so nice. Yeah. I oh, agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you all next time. Yeah. Have a good week. <laughs>